Damon wasn't kidding about bringing out the big guns. After Martin's concise 25-minute summation, the entire courtroom sat enthralled as Damon Darrell delivered a closing that rivaled a one-man Broadway show. For 90 minutes, he paced, pantomimed, and employed slick multimedia enhancements to underscore key moments. Throughout the seven-day trial, instead of attempting to downplay the video evidence, Damon had embraced it. He argued that instead of filing a timely complaint, the plaintiff endured the abuse in view of the cameras with the intent of concocting a fat, juicy lawsuit. After summing this argument up in his closing, Damon drove home his case with a final statement designed to stick in the jury's mind. Mr. Watson wasn't denied his civil rights, Damon said with a chuckle. He's here trying to cash them in. Laughter erupted which the judge silenced with a sharp strike of his gavel. Retaking his seat, Damon flashed Martin a smile that said, Let's see you top that, kid. Martin knew Damon was right. How in the world would he be able to follow such a phenomenal presentation? Martin could stick to the standard point-by-point rebuttal as planned, but in the wake of Damon's fireworks, he would just bore the jury. Mr. Gray the judge stared down from the bench. It's 11.45. Would you like to begin your rebuttal now or wait until after lunch? Even as the judge said it, Martin realized that this had to be another part of Damon's strategy. Eat up the clock so that Martin would have to wrestle with the lunch break. With only 30 minutes until noon, Martin had two choices. He could deliver his rebuttal after the break when the jury, drowsy from full bellies, would be less attentive or he could ask the judge to postpone lunch until he finished. Not a great choice either, because the jury would blame him for their sore butts and growling stomachs. Martin's suspicion was confirmed when Damon suddenly stood up and addressed the bench. Your Honor, if Mr. Gray would like to push back lunch so that he can deliver his closing, I'd be more than happy to comply, although my stomach might be less forgiving. Laughter filled the courtroom and Martin could see that annoying smirk on Damon's face. The judge turned to Martin. Mr. Gray, how would you like to proceed? Martin was backed into a corner. The wrong decision now could do serious damage to his case, a case that, despite Damon's best efforts, Martin felt was leaning in his client's direction. Mr. Gray, I need a decision. Martin had an idea. It was risky but after weighing all the options, he was pretty sure it was his best play. Only one thing made him hesitate. This was a high-profile trial. The world was watching. If his ploy didn't work, it could ruin his career. Mr. Gray. Martin stood up. I'm ready to proceed now, Your Honor. Are you requesting a postponement of lunch? No, that won't be necessary. The judge looked surprised. So did Damon. Glancing at the clock, the judge warned. You now only have 15 minutes. Are you sure, Mr. Gray? A troubled murmur rippled through the gallery. Mr. Watson could sense something was wrong and shot Martin an anxious look. Martin reassured him with a confident nod, then turned back to the judge. Absolutely sure, Your Honor. Very well. Proceed. Martin could feel every eye in the courtroom staring as he approached the jury box. 
The textbook would tell you to smile when you approached the jury. Look friendly. Martin did the exact opposite. He paused and looked each juror straight in the eye. Not in anger, but in extreme seriousness. A stern look that said, no more fun and games. When Martin finally spoke, his voice was firm and authoritative. A voice that could not be denied. My colleague took an hour and a half to try to convince you of what he claims was in my client's mind. Something we can never know for sure. But what we do know for sure, what even Mr. Darrell agrees with, is that the video evidence clearly shows that my client, Mr. Watson, was a victim of repeated racial bias.